Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, you get 15% off UPS shipping services and 15% off all shipping supplies. Plus, Staples is open seven days a week. So you can ship around your schedule this holiday. And still get everything out in time while spending less. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. Exclusions apply. In-store only. See associate for details. Ends 12-29-18. Welcome to this edition of Motorcycle Madhouse. This is episode 39. I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And today we're going to be talking about something that was posted on IOTC. As well as Double Barrel will be here in the second segment. We'll be talking a little bit more about the uh, Iron Order case that was happening out of Pennsylvania. And all that good stuff. But... Going back to this post that I seen on IOTC, it hit on a variety of subjects, some I agree with and some that I do not. This post was a hell of a conversation starter and one that many have been thinking, but never would say. So let's look at the post and I'll give you some of my viewpoints on the subject. I'm hoping to hear everyone's thought in the comment section over on YouTube as well as Facebook and the show notes. Again, this is something truly that hits a lot of the stuff that many people have been thinking on this subject. Crack that throttle and let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with honey juice. I asked you a question. Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you gonna pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Out of words, motorcycle madhouse on iHeartRadio. First off, I want to thank everyone that's been joining us every morning with the biker angle. You know, the numbers are real good and... You know what? I enjoy doing it every morning, bringing the news that way too. So you got two options. You can either go on HarleyLiberty.com or you can go on the Biker Angle over on our YouTube channel as well as our Instagram uh, channel now that we have over on IGTV. So thanks a lot for everybody. Thanks for all the supporters uh, that have donated through PayPal as well as Patreon because... Again, we don't charge anything for our content, never will, and we appreciate uh, everybody that helps keep these shows going. So let's jump into this right now. Right now, we got this from the IOTC uh, page on Facebook, and it's a real interesting conversation piece, and one that, you know, quite frankly, is something a lot of people out there have been 
too afraid to talk about or say because uh, fear of, uh, you know, people getting all over them. You know how it works on the internet highway. So we got to thank IOTC for uh, posting this because, again, this is going all over the internet and people are really talking about it. So here's what was posted on the Iron Order Truth Crew on Facebook. The poster's unknown. It was posted on their Facebook uh, page, uh, 7.24 at 5.30 p.m. So if you wanted to go check it out over there. Quote, and this is from the poster. Check it out. You know, I've been around a good bit. And I'm constantly seeing some of the stuff occur all around me that is really killing clubs. It seems that the club dream has turned into a nightmare. Everyone who purchases a motorcycle seems to be obligated to either start or join a club or organization. This sometimes can be okay because all these clubs are not going to survive on ancient graybeards. This often leads to a lot of guys infiltrating the club and turning it out like some kind of cheap whore. <laughs> I like how he put that cheap whore. Anyway, some of you clubs want to point the finger at the pop-up clubs or the feds but the reality is a culture we are doing this to ourselves because we base ourselves in hypocrisy and our values have gone out the window. For example, and I'm going to name drop because it's about high time some names got dropped. If you are a club and you are participating in the cannibalism of the culture, then you need to be told so in hopes that you try and fix it. You all have a common theme in hating new clubs. Sons of Anarchy. If it wasn't for Sons of Anarchy, you guys always say, well, guess who made Sons of Anarchy legitimate by having roles on the show? Yes, the Hells Angels. I'm not saying every angel endorses the SOA TV show, but when legendary men like Sonny Barger are playing roles, you are sending a message to the world and the general public that this is how club life is. You guys next complain is that a club pops up overnight with a ton of chapters and patched members. This is mainly aimed at the Kinfolk MC and the Iron Order MC. Two distinct examples of two different spectrums. While we all know the Iron Order is a club who's made it their thing to encourage snitching and having ATF members within their ranks, the kinfolks were started by a guy who was working for the FBI. If you join the Iron Order, you know full well what you are doing or you are too ignorant to be in this life to begin with. The situation in Texas is pretty remarkable because the old guard is fallen to the wayside and the mass exodus spawned by the kinfolk. They have their problems. They supposedly got rid of Chopper when they found out he was a rat. They supposedly have ex-cops. Well, guess what? A lot of you clubs have ex-cops in them and ex-COs. This will blow some of you super supporters' minds when you find out your favorite teams have had cops in them. I would name them, but it's all on them. Some embrace them as good brothers. Some kick them out when they find out. It is what it is, but really, it's just another talking point for trying to claim you're more righteous than the other guys. 
The kinfolk can't simply be deemed a pop-up club because look what just happened in Texas. The Mongols popped off with 11 chapters, doing the exact same thing the kinfolk did. They took in ex-banditos and bandito supporters. But nobody is going to say anything on sites such as these because, quote, Oh, they're a, they're a respected and traditional club, end quote. All over the country, they are fast-tracking guys into their club because they need bodies to fork over legal fees. Open your eyes. Your revenge clubs. Okay, I see this point. Some of these guys have lost their damn minds. You know, I would have much more respect for the man that prospected, had his patch for a few months, then turned around and said, You know what? This just isn't for me and turned it in and went about his life. That is honor. That is being a man who knows himself and his limitations, and you do not always understand what this life involves when you first start hanging around with a pack. You might not have a good teacher, or their blinders may have been on the entire time. Either way, recognizing this and moving on with your life is respectable. I've seen good men have their name dragged in the mud for doing simply this by patch holders who are only men in the presence of other patch holders. However, hold your head high and recognize that you can totally be a loser in an established one percenter club. What you do not need to be is a guy that starts a club, throws his patch to some other guys that were ejected for the club, and stir the shit pot. Look at Rooster. How many times has this guy tried doing something like this now? You don't think that the point that he is on an ankle bracelet can't leave his property isn't a red flag. Why would you follow a man who has twice tried to this play the pay scam and orchestrates the trouble from his living room? His videos where he's practically begging the pagans to leave him alone are hypocritical at best. If you ever lived in Pennsylvania or Virginia then you know that the pagans among a few others used to be one of the most uncompromising of the clubs. Rooster was the leader. How many people did you do this exact same thing that you are now complaining about to? Hypocrite. You would fare better joining the ranks of Big Pete and George Christie. I'm sure you could even maintain some semblance of honor about it as plenty of former national presidents have written books about their lives and haven't trashed their clubs in the process. If I were to give any advice to anyone looking to join a club, don't. Why would you join something these days that's going to tax you, going to regulate you because they think that's how it used to be, or some bullshit? Who's in then just going to likely turn on you and toss you in the trash? Or you end up dying and becoming a memorial patch a few members might wear. Or you do big time and your book starts to solely stop getting paid on. The letters stop coming in and all of a sudden nobody even knows who you are anymore. Why would a normal person subject themselves to that? Even worse, why would you do that for a pop-up club that will fade away in obscurity? How many of these people in these clubs rant and rave about not snitching? When they are put in the corner by the man and time is held over their heads, time they won't be on their motorcycle, time they won't be 
about to pack their noses full. Time they will have to spend away from their children. The same people who brag about not snitching start snitching. Pagan snitching on pagan. Mongol national presence signing over their trademark. Long-time angels who decide they have a book and live live studio audience career to jumpstart. Warlocks on the other warlock club. Iron horsemen and highway on men on the other on each other. Banditos on their own guy. Come on. It happens in all your clubs. You have rats to your left and right that sometimes are so packed full of bravado and false sense of entitlement that they don't even know they're going to be rats. How many of you on social media like the Facebooks or the Instagram? How many of you do nothing but take pictures of you and your brothers and upload them for the world to see? One percenter life is about isolation. Uh, whoa, how do you spell this? Oh, okay. Isolation. Uh, I can't even pronounce what he put there. And being apart from the 99% of society that has shunned us from being who we are. Why are we suddenly embracing that 99% and bringing them into everything we once held close to heart? Reevaluate your choices instead of casting the blame on everyone else. The police are not the ones doing this. You are. Heavy stuff right there, man. Here were some of the comments to the posts. Quote, Can I just say as a female, I've said the same thing. Why are there rules? Aren't you all supposed to be anarchists? Fuck the rules. It's a mini-government. Taxes, fines, obligations, mandatories, council meetings, and one-on-one. It's like a chapter represents just the city. The regionals are like state reps and the nationals are like Congress. So as a club member, you're more likely to work and pay Uncle Sam taxes and are then doubled taxed to be a part of a nation within a nation. Another one. Nothing I can disagree with. Well written and factual. This life is nothing like it was 30 to 40 years ago. I've seen a lot of changes in my 30 years. It disgusts me. Another uh, comment. Nothing has, can, or ever will eradicate the true one percenter culture because it is a life worth dying for. That's why any graybeard will tell you there are stand-up guys in all true one percenter clubs. All clubs have had CIs, rats, etc., but are still there. Pop-up clubs imitate, they don't innovate. It's ridiculous to think it is the responsibility of dominant one percenter clubs to control this. You would have to kill everyone. One percenter clubs only compete with the other true one percenter clubs. As for Mr. Barger, he runs things like this through the pipe first. Finally, I'm just curious if the Mongols in Texas will get the same scrutiny that was given to the kinfolk considering the fact that quite a few of these new Mongols used to be, uh, yeah, exactly. Watch the dick sucking in this group begin. So, you can see the comments are pretty mixed on the post. But, you know, I still give IOTC a hats off for a good conversation piece. One that is needed for a long time now. My thoughts on the piece? The dude who wrote this was true and dead on with a lot of what he said. Hypocrisy runs rampant today. Actually... The hypocrisy is so thick it makes you want to puke seeing how stuff has become. 
when I think hypocrisy, I'm not even addressing what the clubs are doing so much as those supporters and people on the internet highway are doing. Especially those ones in these groups that, you know, take advice or all that stuff from out bad people and even club members follow them, but whatever. I've seen it a thousand times, posts from people banging on a club or what they are doing. The funny thing is, the person doing the begging has never been a part of a damn club. Shit, some don't even ride a fucking bike. But because the internet highway affords them an opinion, they get to go out there and spout off about something they have no idea about. Those little slimeball motherfuckers are the ones that get under my skin and I'm sure they get under those who know what motorcycle clubs are about. I'm going to take a different angle on clubs that the poster made. I've always looked upon motorcycle clubs as survival of the fittest. Meaning, it's a street chess game, if you will. If you step back and look at this objectively and have any experience at all, you will probably agree with this assessment. Those who don't need to get off the internet highway and need to hit the streets for a reality lesson. Let's take Rooster, former national president of the Pagans MC, for example. I've interviewed him on Motorcycle Madhouse. Many loved the interview and many hated the interview. It all depended on which side of the issue you were on. Here's the thing I do know. Half of the people out there that talk ill of Rooster and talk shit haven't done a half a percent that man has on the streets. Actually, most would have flipped rat or CI if faced what that man is going through right now and in the past. See, a person like Rooster has verifiable street credibility. Before doing the interview, I conducted a lot of research on that man. What I found was someone who was a warrior, who battled alongside his club brothers like he did at that Hellraiser party, did time for his club, and what did he get for it? So-called brothers turned rat, and now he's fighting a case on appeal because of it. Most do not realize what it actually takes to become a national president of a big one-percenter club. Maybe it's out of ignorance? Who the hell knows? But the fact is, you have to put in the work on the streets, plain and simple. Something 99.9% of those talking shit about them haven't done. Now, I'm not pointing to anyone particular. Just those whose profiles I've looked at and seen were never part of a club or even ride for that matter. Let's take the Soltar soldiers, for example. Most of those in the club are former pagans. Ones who went through the pagan prospect period and earned their patch. Now those same people, for whatever reason, decided to leave and join their former national president. One who they knew put in the work and one they feel they can trust. So what is it of anyone's business what they are doing now? If the pagans don't like what's happening, they are men and will take care of their business just as Rooster will take care of his. Here's what I do know. Every officer of a club I've talked to some on a national and international level, knows Rooster, have contact with Rooster, and have respect for him. Some may not like him, but they do respect his street credentials. One of those people you would flip shit if his name was given here. Because let's face it, 
I take the word of those people and what they say about Rooster than someone who has never rode with a club before, especially one serving life sentences for his club right now. One thing many on the internet highway do not understand, there's always a backstory and movement going on behind the scenes away from the internet the public will never see or hear about. So, this is something people might want to think about. Have you put the work in that Rooster has? Have you done the jail time Rooster has for his club? Finally, what the fuck would you do or think if someone you call brother or brothers turned on you and now you're facing prison time? Don't know if you realize this or not, but leaving one organization and going to another or starting one fresh happens on the streets every day. People are acting as though this is something new. Fact of the matter, this kind of stuff has been happening on the streets since the inception of the concepts of organizations. It's survival of the fittest on the streets. Those who are smart and strong will last. Those who are not will fall to the wayside. Pretty simple concept. One thing I do know, put yourself in the other person's shoes. Ask yourself what you would, would have done if it happened to you. If you're being real, you would have probably done the same thing Rooster did. So moving on, let's take a look at one of those comments of, to the post. Uh, the one that's, quote, I'm just curious if the Mongols in Texas will get the same scrutiny that was given to the kinfolk considering the fact that quite a few of these new Mongols used to be, uh, yeah, exactly, watch the dick sucking and then this group begin. Regarding the kinsfolks, the poster is correct on so many levels. Most, if not all clubs, even the one percenter clubs, have cops and COs in them. Here's the actual number. For every three members, you can bet at least one is a CI. This might hurt supporters' feelings, but it's true. Many will hate on kinfolk and other clubs with cops in them. But at least I know the cops <laughs> that are in the club. <laughs> you know, these other ones, you know, you don't find out until your ass is in the stand and on cuffs. As far as the Mongols is concerned... They are one of the top five clubs and nobody knows the details of the expansion except them and the parties involved. The stories abound about what happened. Everything from patchovers to silent perspective chapters. Again, no one knows and quite frankly, it's their club business. To put them in the same category of a pop-up club or whatever you call them is crazy. Do you really think that a Mongol gives a shit who gives them scrutiny? The Mongols deal with the feds on their asses daily. You really think they can give a shit about someone on the internet? Now, I really like this response to the post. Quote, I see a lot of people on here saying, well, back in the old days, clubs shut down whoever, handled their business or whatever. Does no one realize that this is the age of technology and social media? The minute a dominant tries to take another cut, a phone will be pulled out either by someone in the group of the one getting taken or a witness at distance. Hell, the minute a club walks through a door at any place, they're already on someone's phone somewhere. That's why dominants aren't acting like they did in the old days. It can't be done like the old days. Things like that have to change with the times. So, 
This one is right on and straight fucking to the point. For those who are calling on dominance to go out there and shut down clubs are living a fucking fantasy. It can't happen the way that way anymore because this is 2018. Not 1980 or 1990. That shit that happened back then is over with. No one wants to do prison time over taking some pop-up clubs patch. Here's something for those who bitch about the pop-up clubs. Find out where they are and go take their shit from them. Be a true supporter and help your dominant out. Put in the street work that's needed to do something like that. What I thought, easier to pound on that keyboard on the internet highway than to put in the work in reality to back up your position. So if you won't risk prison time, why should those in one percenter clubs? What I thought. Easier to pound on that keyboard uh, <laughs> than to put in the work in reality to back up your position. <laughs> That's the way it always works on the internet, let me tell you. You know, another statement I really liked was, quote, how many of these people in these clubs ran and rave about not snitching? When they are put in the corner by the man and time is held over their heads, time they won't be on their motorcycle, time they won't be on the, you know, being able to pack their noses full of coke or whatever the hell it is, time they will spend away from their children, the same people who brag about not snitching, start snitching, pagan snitching on pagan, Mongol national signing over TM, long, uh, long time angels decide to write a book and do a live uh, studio audience and, you know, so on. For those beefing on guys going out there who were previously with one club and starting another, this is a passage you might want to study here. Just this past weekend, and you can see this on our Harley Liberty site, members of the Banditos got in a fight with each other over a fucking broad. Members fighting each other. Take that in for a second. Last time I checked, that never happened in the 80s and the 90s. The time period everyone wants to flash back to. If people want to criticize, you know, people like Rooster, why is it not right to criticize the actions of the so-called real clubs then? Like the poster said, how many of these people in these clubs ran and rave about not snitching? Then do the opposite when it's time to pay the piper. How many of these clubs talk shit about cops? Then come to find out they have them in their ranks as well. Kind of hypocritical, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, if you're being real, be real. So, here's the truth of the matter. Welcome to 2018 and the future of motorcycle clubs and the biker scene. What it was like in the past is no longer. Time to accept things as they are and let the people involved make or break the clubs they are in. Fact is, most clubs won't make it five years. They implode and fall apart. Others will make it and soldier on. But... That's just my viewpoint, and it was a hell of a post, and it's a good debate piece, and thanks to the poster who sent it in to IOTC and IOTC for printing it, it's a hell of a discussion. But if you're being real with yourself and you're looking at it, you're, you're going to come up with a lot of similar answers to what a lot of other people are saying. So, with that, I'll see you in the next segment, guys. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Bachari, now, two days a week. 
Tuesdays and Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com. Or the show is available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Hey, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Hop on over and check out our new YouTube channel where you can hear Motorcycle Madhouse and watch the Biker Angle. You can look up the new channel by going to our website, HarleyLiberty.com, or Insane Throttle Biker News in the YouTube channel search bar. Don't forget to have that prospect hit the subscribe button. And that bell in the upper right-hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Motorcycle Madhouse with James Hollywood Machi Perry. Yep, yep. Good to yep. go. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Be talking about uh, motorcycle clubs and some of the stuff you might want to look at before joining one. Basically... You want to join a motorcycle club? Because this seems to be the most talked about subject in the biker scene. Why? I don't quite get that yet. Especially when there's a ton of boobs to look at, miles to ride, and plenty of beer to drink. Yeah, you'll get that in a motorcycle club, but independence, they know how to rock the party, man. But, again, everyone nowadays wants to talk about the motorcycle clubs. Which, hey, that's cool. Motorcycle clubs could be a great avenue for some people. If that's your thing and you really want to explore a motorcycle club membership, then let's go over the good and the bads of being a member of the motorcycle club scene. Personally, I like the party and the boobs, but that's just a personal preference. Anyways, let's hit some of the good and bad points of an MC. Uh, wait a second here. First off, let's put out a little disclaimer, shall we? For those looking for information on joining a motorcycle club, the route you do not want to take is asking people on the internet about it. Joining social media groups will not be the answer you're looking for. A lot of these groups, groups or so-called groups are made up of people who were never in motorcycle clubs, and if they were, most will give you advice based on club politics. Worse yet, you will run into a lot of people that have been put out on bad. Which, this is a big no-no, taking advice from some of these people. The correct way, and the way that will answer your questions the best is just walking up and building a rapport with an active member of a motorcycle club. What better way to get the information you're looking for than just going to the source? I get it. Most people are nervous about going up to a club member. Why? Because most of the time they do it in a way that is totally stupid. Sorry, just stating the facts. Personally, the best way to approach the subject is to hang at some bars that they might frequent. 
get to know them for a few months without approaching the subject, then as you get to know them, they will probably bring it up to you. The biggest no-no is trying to approach them and right off the bat, try asking them. After all, they don't know who the hell you are. Most MCs are tight-knit and many have known each other for years. So take your time. Get to know a member before asking them any questions. Again, another no-no is seeking out people over the internet. Especially, don't talk to some of these clubs who recruit over the internet. Those are the ones you want to run from. So before going on, let's take a look at some of the goods and the bads of an MC. So first, let's go over the goods of an MC. Is You have to find the right club first off. You will also find a good second family if you do find a good club. A good MC will require you to do a hangaround period and a prospect period. Sorry, any good MC will not just throw a patch on you. You're going to have to earn it. Gain their trust and most of all, work for it. Another good aspect of a club is you will always have someone there to rely on. Well, if it's based on brotherhood anyways. Depending on the type of club you join, there's nothing better than going out of runs, riding in a pack, the adrenaline pumps when you're riding deuce at 85 miles an hour down the highway. It really does. Your adrenaline is going. Again, depending on the club you want to get involved with, the parties will be out of this world. Lots of beer, titties, they'll be all over the place. Depending on the club. Most of all, if you do find the right club, you will be a part of something that is more than just yourself. You will be a small part of something really if it's done right, is going to be fulfilling in a wild ride of ups and downs. Think about those ups and downs. You're going to have brothers right there by your side the whole time. So, the bad. Depending on your situation and the type of person you are, some of the following things could be considered bad for you. A lot of clubs have mandatory runs and meetings. If you're in a position where your job demands a lot out of you, or you don't like being away from family at the drop of a dime, then an MC isn't for you. You're, you're going to want to join an RC at that point. No matter what club you decide to join, the cops will always harass you and will be pain in the dicks. It's something you're going to have to get used to. The next thing, club politics. No matter what people say about wanting to stay neutral, it's just not the case. Depending on what area of the country you live in, you're going to be with a club that has preference for one dominant over the other. So be prepared, depending on the type of club you're with, 
to be doing some bar hopping and chasing ghosts. This is especially true with those support clubs of the dominants that are officials. It's sad to say this on the next one, but it's true. It actually don't fully apply to just MCs. No matter what type of club or organization you join, someone will always be pulling some sort of scheme or playing politics to get ahead. Yes, it's supposed to be about brotherhood, but that don't stop human nature. Someone always has that power trip going on. And trust me, they will use the motorcycle club to achieve it. So, here are some big things you want to look at in a club since we went over the good and some of the bads. Those ain't an entire list, trust me. It can go on and on, those lists of good and bads. But don't have that much time on video or on the madhouse to explain it. So, the number one thing you want to look at is don't even look at a club that hasn't been around for at least five years. Most clubs don't make it to the five-year mark, and there's a number of reasons why. It could go from internal power struggles, the club don't stick to its bylaws, or, again, politics, politics, and politics. Most people use these clubs as a stepping stone to get around the bigger clubs. So loyalty to the club is usually not rock-solid because they have other motivations. Two, you got to look and see, do they recruit on the internet? If they do, run like hell. Three, do you see the members of the clubs in the social media groups interacting with people on the opposite side of the fence? Remember, there's protocols within legit clubs, and one of those is members of clubs uphold a basic set of rules. One of those rules is they never talk with or interact with a person who was put out bad from another club, for example. If you see that happening, then you can be assured drama's going to follow, and in some case, trouble brewing for the cl club that they're a part of, that who's ever doing that. Four, hang around a potential club for at least six months. Don't rush into anything. The only way to truly know if the club is right for you is to get to know everyone without any attached strings. Most people want to rush right in and the next thing you know things go to shit because they didn't know what they were getting into. 5. Does the clubs actually ride or do they sit around a clubhouse or bar all the time? Do members actually hang out together outside of club functions? You know, these are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to figuring out what club is good for you. Personally, I always recommend joining an A-bait or a motorcycle rights group first. Get involved and see if you have the commitment level to that type of organization because if you cannot commit fully to an A-Bay chapter, then you're sure to hell not going to be able to commit to an MC. Better yet, like I always say, stay independent. 
After all, you don't have to wear a patch to be a biker. You have no obligations to no one, and furthermore, you won't waste the club's time going through their process if you cannot fully commit. Time will be your biggest investment starting off in an MC, especially during the prospect period. Most of the time, family comes second to the club. You will have to decide if you will be able to put forth that kind of effort and sacrifice some things you wouldn't in the past in order to achieve patch status. And here's the truth of the matter. You're not going to learn anything from a short video like this. This video is suggestions on how to get started and some of the things to look for. No inner group, internet group or YouTube channel can give you the guidance you need. If you want to get the information on clubs, you're going to have to go do it the old fashioned way. Jump on your motorcycle and put the effort in getting to know the MCs in your area. Forget what you read, heard, or watched on some of these internet sites or groups. The biggest bitch I hear from true members is being a part, people being a part of these groups and getting their advice about how they should join a motorcycle club or how they should act around one. They are not based in reality and most of the time they are dead wrong on the advice they are given. You can only get the answers you're seeking from those who are patch holders in a club near you, plain and simple. So, I hope this helps you out. Hi, this is John with Exit 27, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Now, let's take this show to the next level with our up-and-coming band segment. Remember, you can listen and download all episodes for free on HarleyBikerNews.com or available on all major podcasting platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Baby, I'm the one 
Hey there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to keep up with all my projects? Then head on over to my Twitter account, at Glow Hollywood. And don't forget to listen to Motorcycle Madhouse every Tuesday and Saturday on all iTunes, iHeartRadio, and all major podcasting platforms. Okay, and we're back. We are joined by Double Barrel. He's finally around. He's been working a lot of times. How you doing, Double Barrel? Kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, we're going to jump right into it, man, with the big thing that we always talk about was... No. <laughs> is a motorcycle club responsible for the actions of one of its members? And a court case was decided in Pennsylvania concerning the Iron Order. What's your thoughts on that one? I don't know why the hell we're still talking about this. Everybody knows our fucking thoughts. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Fuck. Well, let's take the Iron Order out of it, and because uh, we've been getting a lot of emails on this asking why we were so much for the Iron Order to win this case. But again, let's take them out and <sighs> put another club in there so they can finally understand why we think the way we do. All right. Here's the deal. Let's say you're a member of a hog chapter, right? <laughs> There's a million, what, a million fucking hog chapter members. And let's say one of the members of the hog chapter somehow got into it or whatever, and somebody got killed or whatever, all right? Is it your fault, because you're a hog member, is it your fault that that guy, who might have been completely across the country, got into that fight? And it's not too far-fetched, man, because this has already happened in Australia. No. Yes, absolutely. Now, I, like, man, we have said it a million times. I don't know why people don't get it. We don't care about the Iron Order part. We care about what it could do. You know, like we've stated a million times, you got the Mongol case where they're fighting for their patch. You got multiple clubs where this is not an uncommon deal. You know, and everybody's like, well, it's a civil, it's a civil. Yeah, it is a fucking civil. But <laughs> if you don't think that the powers that be aren't paying attention to this, it, you're just a fucking moron. I'm sorry, you are. Well, you, you know, you bring about the powers of, to be. If people really don't understand that if the feds can't bust them through RICO, they're going to try everything else they can to take them down. Oh, yeah. You know, just like I said in the last segment, let's take Al Capone, for example. Okay. They never caught him on any criminal charges. No. The only thing they got him on was IRS. Yeah, tax evasion. They went a different route. So if people don't think that the government can try to talk somebody into taking a club civilly to court, they're really mistaken. You know what? When I when I was reading, I was reading through the internet and shit like that, and I, I actually had to stop because I was just getting pissed off and disgusted because it, it, it boggles me how much these people just don't get it. I mean, they really don't understand. <laughs> you know, fuck them, they should have lost. They're all fucking cops, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, Man, you guys are totally missing the bigger picture. And then I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, well, there's no fucking way. No way you guys are in clubs. None. Because there is no club out there that doesn't understand what the hell we're talking about. Right. It's just not possible. Right. Because 
nobody, no club, I don't care if it's a mom and pop, small, little, single, whatever club, nobody's looking at this situation going, oh, yeah, they definitely, because it, it's really, you're right, never mind the iron order part, but it really has nothing to do with the whole club. They didn't know this was going to happen. They didn't know, they didn't know any of this. Right. You know, is it tragic? Yes, it is tragic. It is. But for fuck, it's just the stupidest thing in the fucking world. You know, let's go even dumber. Let's say you're a member of a gym, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody in that gym goes fucking postal, starts fucking fucking everything up. Is it the because you have a gym membership? Is it your fault too? Right. And, right. and everybody will be like, oh, that's so far-fetched. But it's not. It's pretty much saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was funny because uh, I got to hear from some of the people involved in the case. Mm-hmm. And the judge, one of the reasons why he dismissed the case was they couldn't prove that the club in question, Iron Order, mm-hmm. International, had anything to do with that guy going out there and, you know, that fight happened and, God forbid, somebody got killed. But they couldn't control what another member of its club did. Well, no shit. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why it's thrown out. But I read the statement from the law review mm-hmm. where the attorney for the plaintiff specifically said in it mm-hmm. that we are going to continue this case because we believe Iron Order International is responsible for the actions of its members. What we've been saying the whole time, and here's a guy who put it right there out in the press. Yeah, but we're, we're assholes. Yeah, we're the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, but he put it right out there. I, I don't know how many times we've said, I do. we don't give a shit that it's the Iron Order. Just stop with the fucking bullshit with the Iron Order. You can hate them, like them. I don't give a fuck. The point is what this means for the whole community, the whole motorcycle community in general. You're you're starting down a road you don't want to start down. And for some fucking reason, just these guys are too fucking stupid to see that. Well, opinions are like assholes, and like you said earlier... A lot of these people ain't even in motorcycle clubs. You can go and look at their profiles and laugh your ass off. Well, they may see. You know what? They're not a part uh, of motorcycle may, clubs, but they can give their opinion. And I, I didn't, I didn't go that far into it because literally, I, I was just sitting there and I'm like, "There's no fucking way. There's no way that this fucking world is this stupid. It, it's just not." Right. You know, we have never once said, "Hey, it wasn't tragic what happened." We have never said any of that. What we said was, there's no fucking way the whole club is responsible. It's just, there's no way. Well, you know what? Let's put it in terms that some of these <clears throat> ass monkeys, as I can call them, mm. can understand. Let's really put it in terms they can understand. Because earlier, can, man. I was talking about, because a thing came out of Canada about how the cops say Sons of Anarchy had a you know an effect on outlaw motorcycle clubs growing. So I'm going to put it in... Canada said that? Yeah, Canada said that. That was earlier in the show I discussed that. But uh, I'm going to put it in terms that these people can understand since Sons of Anarchy is their go-to for information. Well, besides that and these stupid-ass Facebook uh, groups. But uh, (laughs) let's put it in terms. Sons of Anarchy had that school shooting with the kid. Yep. And the ATF knew that they provided the gun. 
now. We're talking about the show? Yeah, we're talking about the show because oh, oh, this is something they can understand, I guess. Right. Okay. Because that's where their go-to source is Sons of Anarchy. So, let's put it that way. Well, okay. they couldn't get them criminally, but the people who, the kids who got killed in that <coughs> uh, shooting during that show, mm-hmm. now they go sue the Sons of Anarchy civilly. <laughs> now, the Sons of Anarchy, I guess, had a couple chapters outside of Sam Crow. So, were all the chapters responsible for the actions of the one group? You, you want me to be honest here? They, you know how weird it is to talk about Sons of Anarchy like it's a real deal? Um, well, that's <laughs> what I mean. We got to because these people cannot understand the right. basic concept of what we're talking about. So, well, put it in the terms they can understand. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, Sons of Anarchy. All right, hold on. Number one, I've said this before. Sons of Anarchy was a show. Mm-hmm. All right? If you watch Sons of Anarchy and you think this would be awesome to join a club, you're nuts. And I don't think there's anything we can say to you for you to understand you're an idiot. <laughs> right? That's just how well, I personally I think Sons of Anarchy would have turned people off a club. Yeah, that's my point, because that, everybody's you know, dying every four minutes. Right. Okay. But you know, since but, that's the only thing they understand of what tried to point we're trying to make here, you know, why not use it? Yeah, but you know what? That's kind of why I brought the gym membership into it. That's why I brought... You know what I mean? People don't understand what the fuck this is really saying. They think we're saying, oh, we're on the side iron order, and we're not. We're not saying that. No. What we're saying is, is it's not their fault as a fucking whole. As a club. Yeah. It's just not. There's no way that the guy you interviewed in Wisconsin, there's no fucking way... I bet you he didn't even know that guy. You know exactly. What, I'm what? But they're gonna say he's responsible? Come on. Yeah, that's my point. You know, it's like, what? What are you talking about here? But you know what? And the dangerous part about that is if they were find, found liable, was the next step during discovery to satisfy that judgment. Then they're going to see whose property is whose. And all that good job. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't understand the is... The bullshit part of all that. And the Iron Order, from what I know, don't own a lot of property. But you know who does? A lot of these bigger one percenter clubs. They own their clubhouses. Yeah, some of them, yeah. They own... They make their money by selling a lot of their... They make a lot of money by selling on their name. Can oh, you imagine... Yeah, yeah, the gear. Yeah. Can yeah. you imagine if a judgment was put against that copyright... It's done. Oh yeah, it's but over. You, but you know what? That, that's that's the thing that the Mongols are facing too. You know, they're they're trying. They're doing that same shit. And like I said, like fucking a long ass time ago, nobody's paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just going around and oh, I'm on the internet and I said something cool and I got fifty likes. It's fucking awesome. They're not looking at the logistics of it all. Well, especially when you got people out there trying to talk like they're legal minds and shit like that, writing... Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they're the legal minds, man. You know, this is why we had to take Iron Order down, but, you know, they didn't know by testifying against one MC, they're testifying against... Well, I, you know what that's so funny is, is we said that during that segment, I would put money he never thought of anything we were saying. No. Mm-hmm. And what was funny was, from my understanding, the judge laughed them both out of the court. They yeah. laughed them both out of the court. <laughs> you know what? I don't... That's not my deal. You know? <laughs> it's really not. I, I Actually, you know what's so funny is, is I don't 
whatever's whatever. I just know that there's no fucking way a club, I don't care what name you put there, there's no way it's their fault. You know what? Now, if their international was sitting there, oh, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you could make the argument. But you're talking, I mean, I don't know where the international lives. Well, you it's know not what? my business. Their, their international was sitting there. Where? He was sitting there. He might have not been the active international at that point, but he was in no, charge no, 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 when no, all I'm this saying. shit happened, so Lollipop was sitting right there. No, 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 no. I'm not saying all that. What I'm saying is, is even with Lollipop being in charge at that time, it, it wasn't his deal. It, it wasn't his fault. Okay? And I really hate to say that, <laughs> but it's well, true. You, no, you it's look true, at the emails man. where he was ordering hits, uh, he, I, I think he set up the environment for it. No, but, okay, but my point still is, I don't, it still wouldn't be his fault. And you know what? If we're going to sit here and say, look, this is wrong on all offenses, like on all occasions, you know what? If he was acting, you know, international at that time, no, it wasn't his fault either. I'm sorry, it wasn't. Because, but what, uh, well, you know, to that point, what about the rumors that uh, he knew about this guy and he did some sort of uh, fighting for this guy to keep him in there knowing he was a sex offender? Look, I'm not getting into all that shit because that has nothing to do with what the hell we're actually talking about. Mm -hmm. look, look, you want to call the guy a piece of shit? Fine. Call him a piece of shit. I don't care. You want to say the club sucks? Fine. Call it. Say it. I don't care. My biggest point through this whole fucking thing was it's not the whole club's fault. Like we just said. Well, no, that you is could not. call up somebody and say, hey, did you ever meet this guy? And he probably just, say I'm just no. calling out his irony. No, but my point is, is you could call probably a lot of members of that club and they say, you ever meet that guy? And they'll probably say no. Right. You know? And, and they ain't going to be full of shit. They'll be like, fuck no. <laughs> I don't know who the hell he was. You know? And that's fine, especially the guys that are coming into it now. They definitely had no fucking clue who the hell he was. Right, right. So, and I'm just saying in the fun. terms of, you know, you've seen it all over the internet with the bash, and they even went as far as trying to say, well, now the judge is part of the Iron Order because they, you know, he really you know, uh, Yeah, I read that. Can man. you see that shit, yeah, how stupid and ignorant people really are? How could I not, man? You told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to go check this out. All right, that, that was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Listen. That ain't right. helping the club cause, I can tell you that. Well, you know what? It's not just that. Okay, for anybody to sit here and say that people were, because I was reading it, oh, God, they're, they're government, they're this, they're that. All right, say what you want about Iron Order, but there's no fucking way, none, that they would go through all this bullshit in a court's proceeding. To where you wrote the um, or you were saying the one thing where they had to get a donation or some right. shit to pay for legal fees, right? Well, that's what every club does too. Okay, but my point is, is there's no way that they're, they're in this conspiracy because they wouldn't have had to go through all that bullshit. Right, right. But you know what? People will argue back and forth all day. I, I don't really care about that part. You know, that's something that people just don't fucking understand. We don't care about that part. Man, we don't care that... It, well, like I said in the last episode, I wish it was a different club in that position so, you know what, people would understand but you know what, you the know severity what? of This it. is another thing, and I'm glad you brought that up, because this is another thing that people don't fucking understand. Even if it was another club, 
pick it. Don't care which one. One percent. You know, mom and pop. My, no, no, no. I mean, like a really well-known club where that has a lot of supporters. Okay, pick the club, top five, whatever. All right. If it was that club, we'd still have the fucking morons saying they should have fucking got hammered. And you that, yeah, bothers that'd, me. That'd be on the law-abiding side. Yeah. No, 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 no. We have guys that support another club that would say, "Oh man, that's you know, <laughs> that should have happened." And that bothers the shit out of me because they can't look through to see the real. They can't see the, you know, can't get through the politics to know what the end game is. They're just not seeing reality. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They're so busy trying to be the cool guy online that they're not realizing what they're doing. Right, right. You know, and for fuck's sakes, man, if you can't see what we were talking about and we really have to do this again, I got nothing for you. Right. I, I can't even write it down mm-hmm. because you are missing the fucking boat. Right. Yeah. This had nothing to do with a club specifically. This had to do with all clubs. Period. It had nothing to do with just one. Right. Right. Now, like I said, is it tragic what happened? Absolutely, it's tragic what happened. Anytime somebody dies, it's tragic. That's yeah. my point. But it's not a whole organization's fault. Right. That's ridiculous. Exactly. Because that can turn into anybody. And we already live in a world where you can get sued because your coffee's too fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Or that's true words. It, right it is true. So why the hell are we giving them more reasons? Mm-hmm. Look, exactly. I understand that they can never have that person back. I understand that part of it. And nobody is denying that fact. Mm-hmm. What we were saying is there's just no fucking way it's everybody's fault. Because you know goddamn well the Mongols hear about it. The the Hells Angels would hear about it. Everybody would hear about it. Every fucking big club would hear about it. And who's to stop... You know how I said before, every club has a past that they want you to forget? Right. Who's to stop everybody from the past coming back? Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? Say, hey, it worked well, once. Well, the funny thing is when I, all these little ignorant ass monkeys are out there talking their shit... Yeah. I'm sitting there talking to uh, bigger clubs. They're saying, we agree 100% with you. you oh, know? yeah. We've heard that a lot. Yeah. They're We've like, we, we agree 100% with you. Yeah. And yeah. they laugh at some of these people. They really do. Yeah, but you know what? I, I put it on them a little bit, too, because some of these guys are full-on supporters. And maybe somebody from that fucking club needs to get out there should and say, be fucking sh- saying, hey, shut, shut the fuck up. Do you not understand? What the hell's going on? Right, right. You know? Well, that's another thing, man, as far as these guys online and stuff like that. Another one of the conversations I had with some of these other clubs in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. was there's a reality, and then there's the internet world. And right, people right. need to start learning how to separate the two, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it'll ever happen. It's kind of funny you even have to talk about that subject, but some people Dude, live you in the internet reality. Why the hell? This has got to be, what, our fourth time on this? Why the fuck are we doing this again? I'm telling you, man. You know, when you were like, hey, man, this is what we're... I was like, fuck, man. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I know. You know, what more can we say? They just don't get it. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what? And it's going to keep going. Well, that's it's just like, again, earlier, you know, another going. conversation with the club guys where, you know what? 
how these guys go to these groups or social media places to try to ask questions about a club. Why not just go up to a motorcycle club member and ask? Because they don't have the stones. You know what? That's all I can figure. (laughs) They don't have the stones. You know what? These... You're you're right on it. What, man? <laughs> Seriously. All right. Cool. Um, who I can't remember what it was, but you 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 were talking about something where a guy walked up to a club guy at the gas station and was talking to him or whatever. I, I this was a while ago. I don't remember who it was or what. But the point of the matter is, is that's usually how you used to do it. Right. You know, right. you'd see him somewhere. You'd see him at like an event or whatever, and you'd talk to him. I think that, fuck, man, we're talking about the iron ore. I think we made that point right. a long time ago. Hey, you know what? Make your own decision. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, you think they're a bunch of fucking sack bags? Whatever. Right. Okay? But nowadays they don't. And I think that's where a lot of, not just iron order, I think that's where a lot of the bullshit for a lot of these clubs well, come Problems come from, yeah. Yeah, because nobody's going to talk to anybody. Everybody has a problem with everybody. And they're starting shit with everybody. Like support clubs are starting shit with other clubs, and the you know the dominant doesn't even fucking know. Right, right. You know how many times I've heard that this last year? Yeah, they didn't know what the hell was going. Yeah, on. right. What what the hell do you mean we got a problem? <laughs> you know I mean? and, but you know what? I kind of put that on the bigger club as well. Right. You know what, man? Tell these motherfuckers if you're if you're cool with a fucking club. Well, not cool with them, but you're in contact with them. Or you're talking. That was my big thing back then when that came out. Right. But you know what? It's not my place to say how people do shit. Mm -hmm. It's not our place to say how people do shit. No, we're just here to give the information. They got to decide for themselves. And that's fine. You know what? We have never said, hey, motherfucker, this is it. (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) And if we're wrong, hey, fucking prove us wrong. But I think the biggest thing we got to do is let people know. If you want to know about club stuff, go up to a real club member who is actually patched and talk to them. Right. They're not going to go fuck you up or anything. They're going to say, either get the fuck out of here or, hey, what's up? What do you need to know? Well, they're going to—they're not going to tell you a hundred percent. Well, I'm not going to—you know—you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They'll give you the basics about. Well, no, you know, they're not going to—you know—unless you walk up with an attitude or some shit, right. they might punch you in the face, but. <laughs> but finding information on the internet's not going to do you any good. And if you have to find it out on the internet, you don't belong in a fucking patch in the first place. You know what? You can you can have an uh, like a, I I do believe like a club can have an internet site where they sell apparel well, or yeah. something like that, and they give the gist. But if you're contacting the internet to talk to them. Or talk protocol or no, learn no, this no. or like learn that. No, no, no. If you're contacting on the internet to just talk to them, to start a conversation, I, personally, I don't know if you need to be in a club. Well, yeah. You know, exactly. you, you just, I just, whatever, but it's just, I just don't think you do. But, but I think we can beat this damn thing to death and, and the people. Well, this is it. the last episode because it's getting like repugnant with God. me. Well, so, no, it's how many times we got to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, true enough, man. This time I used a gym membership. I don't think it gets any more clear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we brought the hogs into it, the hog member crap. But, you know. Well, with that, man, you know, like we said, that's it for this subject. It's done and over with. You guys uh, know how we feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Y'all have fun with it. <laughs> that you do. But uh, it's about time you're back, man. It's nice having you back. But you're working hard. It's your summertime. So. Hey, fucking shit happens. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, any questions, man, you guys can email and stuff like that. And Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of the Motorcycle Madhouse and the Biker Angle over on YouTube. If you're looking for up-to-date biker news, then Insane Throttle is the place to be. Daily editorials and news that is dedicated to the biker scene. Come on over and join the number one internet biker news site at HarleyLiberty.com. Or come on over to the Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel for the Biker Angle, hosted by myself. Validus Throttle and Validus Fitness Custom Clothing Line is bringing the motorcycle and fitness culture together. Be heard and stand out in the crowd with our custom apparel and clothing. If we don't have what you're looking for, we'll bring your ideals to life. We're also proud sponsors of Motorcycle Madhouse on Insane Throttle. Check us out on www.outoftheboxclothingandproductsllc.com. We have great feedback, and we'll do our best to keep it that way. Hey, riders. This is Little Brother Trucker from Storm Kicker, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our tunes? Head on over to stormkicker.com. And don't forget, ride on. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle crack wide open. For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, made from real pink cranberries. Wait, they've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness? Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail, now available at Food Lion. Better late than never, right? Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine and More. The sweetness of a maple glazed ham paired with a bourbon barrel aged Cabernet. We went there. Now my taste buds are hopping. I can help you impress the boss with a great bottle of wine. Here's to a raise in 2019. As you check off that gift list, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine and More. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. 